haven't done a show in so long, a live show in so long, I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess I should probably start with, um, hello, this is Honey from MyHoneyWearsPlaid.com. <laughs> hello, on, Honey. On hi, this, Honey, I'm home. Yes, on, hi, Honey, I'm home, exactly. Um, on this episode of My Honey Wears Plaid, we've got um, Haunt Cub from, uh, from um, where are you from, Haunt Cub? <laughs> <laughs> Delaware. Delaware, but like you don't have like a website or anything, right? No, I don't. Okay. Then we've got um, Arthur from the Amarin's podcast and Two Political. Hi, Arthur. Hello. We've got Larkin, the infamous podcast listener, right, Larkin? Hello. And we have a new guest joining us tonight. This is Sater69. Some of you probably follow his audio booze, and he's now famous for that. Hi, Sater. Hey there. How's it hanging? <laughs> it's not hanging right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's quite all right. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a nice warm day over here in Monterey, California. That's great nice. to hear. Now, notorious, as Daniel Brewer in the chat room reminds me. Um, oh, I forgot to log in. Oh, am I, I think I'm in the chat room. I forgot about it. Are you? Oh, yeah, you're just yeah, not I'm, saying yeah. anything. I totally forgot it was there because I was doing other crap while all of this was happening. You haven't dropped the idlers, you're all right. Yes, I'm trying to answer JT, because he doesn't realize that I'm podcasting live right now, so he's chatting me up on Skype. (laughs) I'm on live right now. Okay, excuse me. All right, all right. Um, It's good to be back. I want to thank everybody for um, all their uh, wonderful messages and posts on their blogs and, uh, uh, you know, emails and all that stuff has been very, really nice to uh, feel the love from everybody out in podcasting land. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm just glad you've revived the group show so I don't have to. Yeah, because I heard on your show that you were afraid that you might have to. Yeah. but You rescued me. <laughs> you can still do it if you want. <laughs> did, <laughs> um, did anybody else think about stepping up? I don't no. know. Not that I'm aware of anyway. And I've always wanted to start a podcast. I'm just a big listener. Well, you know, ska- s- skater. <laughs> skater. <laughs> now, I like the skaters, so that's all right. <laughs> Since uh, I've been listening to all your audio booze, I was going to ask you, what is the possibility of you starting a podcast? Well, I'm just, I'm very self-conscious because I don't have all the fancy mics and everything. Uh, today, however, I did record what I wanted to be my intro, that if I did start a, a podcast show, so I took the first step and recorded my intro, uh, and so that's my first step, and we'll see where it goes. I like the audio book because it's like a podcast Twitter, so I, I get something in, and it makes me feel kind of semi-famous. And do you also like the um, short, condensed kind of um, format, so you don't have to talk for like an hour? Well, my thing is is that most of the time, the single-person shows can ramble at times, and I never want that to happen. Uh, the shows with co-hosts, I think they're the luckiest bitches in the world because then you got somebody somebody to play off. So I, I like the short format for now. I'm just afraid that I'm talking about crap that no one wants to hear about. Well, that's the majority of my podcast, you realize. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's an audience for anything, as all of us can attest to. Yeah, but all of, the, all of your shows, all of them are very interesting. I mean, I find uh, – I make no secret that I work a graveyard shift um, Sunday through Thursday. And so I use the podcast to keep me awake, uh, stimulating the brain. And all your shows really make me laugh. They make me giggle. They make me think. So I really appreciate that. So you're right, though. I guess there's something for everybody. But who wants to hear about a, a hockey-loving, role-playing, acting faggot in Monterey? That's my question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's a whole audience for you yeah, out you'd, there. You'd be surprised. Oh, my goodness. I mean, look what Daniel gets from Walcohol. <laughs> now i have to admit i've never listened to alcohol i'm assuming it has to do with world of warcraft yes mm-hmm. see i might listen. i don't play world of warcraft anymore see, I'm, I'm a city of heroes player because you make prettier prettier characters there but I, I used to play world of warcraft so maybe i'll start listening to that and start playing wow again oh my god you see i don't but, listen to i don't listen to the show because i don't play um wow or or city of heroes or any of that stuff but it's funny because i think he does have a huge audience of his own that is dedicated just to world of warcraft they don't have to be gay Uh, or anything else you know the last time i listened uh, i was listening to it and watching this chat 
there are a lot of people in chat, and they were not paying attention, and only three people were listening to the stream. <laughs> and I was one of them. The live show is no longer I'm about s- Sorry, wow. Daniel. That's right. That's the, right. Li- the, li- the live show has changed. It's not about WoW anymore. What are they Actually, talking about? Isn't it? It, You'd be it's very music show. This is the ringtone on my phone. I have a little Murloc on my phone. Okay. <laughs> so, well, on this last Saturday's was wasn't it? No, um, Daniel may have not changed his um, thingy to make it say the new name because the new name is the Third Colony. And but they were talking about World of Warcraft and role playing stuff. It seemed to me, unless you were listening to a recorded one. No, it seemed to be. Li- I don't know. It could have been, but I thought it was live. But was I he wasn't playing music. Really playing- not really. Oh, see, the music show is is called The Third Colony, but he has the recorded podcast, which is Walcohol, at walcohol.com, I think. I got to tell you, I like Third Colony. My my other question is, if I became a podcaster, do you have to get special rights to play that music? Yes. Um, that's why uh, well, The Third Colony is only played on Q Nation FM. It's not simulcast anymore because it's too complicated. Q Nation has a broadcast license, and that's how they play music. But Pride 48 does, doesn't have a broadcast license, and it's illegal to play that music because of that. So okay. any music you hear on Pride 48 has to be pod safe or Creative Commons or whatever you want to call it, licensed to be able to be played, in other words. So just you by pur- me purchasing the music on iTunes, you doesn't don't give own me permission it. to use it? No. Just gives you permission to play it for your own private enjoyment. Yeah, you can't oh. broadcast it. No. But there is a lot of Creative Commons music out there, and I've started playing some at the end of my podcasts as well. I know, and I like that one that you played point. on the last one. That, yeah, that's one of my favorites, actually. Yeah, that was well, good. Seder, you can really do anything you want. You just have to be willing to accept the consequences. Yeah, worst case scenario, if they do find out, they'll um, use the Digital Millennium Copyright Act or whatever it's called to make you take down all your episodes. Or any infringing episodes, anyway. And... And Daniel requests that you don't broadcast it on Pride 48 because he potentially would get in trouble for that. Yeah, I yeah. don't want him to get in trouble. Sorry, Scotty. Yeah. I need to keep my mouth close to the microphone. I hope that's better. Um, speaking of... Well, pod- been, go ahead. Are you using a um, USB mic? Yes, I am. There are some people who have issues with using a USB mic on Skype and their volume drops even though the other people doesn't. You know what? I, and I, am aware, I am aware of that. I just have not fixed it. <laughs> oh, okay. I wonder if I could fix it live. Cause I, I don't have, think you can. I, I don't think Skype can be running at the time because you've got to go in and edit the XML file, the shared.xml. Yeah. Oh, well. I'll have to fix it another time. But I'll run this through Levelator, and people who hear it later will... Well, your recorded version will probably be fine. Yeah, you know what? it's just the live version people can't hear. This is riveting podcasting that they all turned into here. I know. <laughs> well, we explain for the people who may be listening and are thinking, hmm, that's an odd sound. But just while we're on the topic of podcasting, I want to know if anyone has heard from Nessa, because I know she's in the chat room, if we know a name of her podcast or if it's on iTunes yet or does she have a it website yet? It was just yet? released today. Really? Yes. She's typing now. Let's see she, what she, she Twittered it earlier today, and I uh, immediately went to iTunes and downloaded it. And I'm really looking forward to listening to it tonight at work. What's it called? Uh, oh, my goodness. Hold on. Let me get into my iTunes. Wait 12 quick. seconds, and I'm sure she'll put it in the chat room. <laughs> True. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Hello, Nessa. Hello, Nessa.com. Oh, perfect. Yay for Nessa. <laughs> Now, um, someone uh, actually, it was Nessa who said, "Wait, he didn't. He didn't ask the questions." Um, with this new podcast, Nessa, I'm starting a new tradition of not asking questions, not asking those four questions. Especially me, who loves talking about his junk. <laughs> I'm not going to get to talk about the impaler. Wow. Well, <laughs> do you know what? I think you should start a new tradition where, for every podcast, you make rules that you have to abide by. <laughs> I think people would hate that. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's not being done out there by any other podcast. That's so true. It I, would be something totally fresh and brand new. No one's ever done it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yay. I can't wait to listen to Nessa's new podcast. All right. So between you and her, it's been the uh, red letter week for me. I'm just very happy. 
Because of what? Because you're because of your podcasting again. Oh, okay. This <laughs> makes me happy. Um, I'm just trying, I'm reading the chat room, which I should not do because <laughs> Daniel says it's called H1N1. Isn't that a virus? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it's, what I it's was actually <laughs> called HN1. Oh. <laughs> okay. But Nessa is a virus of love. Oh. Well, I can't wait to hear that. Oh, everyone go to iTunes and look for Hello Nessa and then the website hellonessa.com and uh, subscribe to her podcast. Yay. Yay. Now, believe it or not, we do have topics for tonight's show. <gasps> and I know that there are some political people in here. Um, but first, is um, Han Cub still awake? I am still awake. <laughs> oh, good, because I haven't heard your voice in a couple minutes. Sorry about that. That's okay. I just want to make sure you're still there. <laughs> I'm here. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, the first one is um, what's up with um, Argentina that they are so progressive and forward thinking that they can allow gay marriage for their entire, entire country as well as gay adoption and the United States can't? That shocked the hell out of me. Really? Yeah. Did you not think that they were a forward progressive thinking country? I guess it's terrible. I mean, I, I guess I don't think of many uh, South American countries being that way, but maybe I'm wrong. I, no, I got to agree with you. Well, isn't South America predominantly Catholic? Yes, I think so. And that, that doesn't mean that they're actually the religious, though. <laughs> That's um, true. I don't know. I think well, we have Ricky Martin to thank for this, really. <laughs> oh, he's been tweeting about it, too, since this, this, this started. No, because most of the um, people from south of the border that I know here in Sacramento are very religious. Compared to the average American I know, they're much more religious than we are. It does vary from place to place. And just because the people are religious doesn't mean that they expect their state to be religious as well. Yeah. Most of the states are pretty damn secular. Some even kind of radically so. Well, I just thought it was so cool. Mm. Well, I read that about 70% of Argentinians favored marriage equality. Wow, 70%. That's why they did it. How did they get it that high? Let's, we need to do the same shit they're doing. Wait, did they not have the religious, religious right down there? I was going to say the places that fill with Americans. Well, weren't the Mormons not, not pumping the money? Weren't the yeah, Mormons the, pumping in? The, they're an insignificant player in uh, South America. They're, they're bigger in other countries. And they're actually not so interested in non-white countries because the Mormon uh, church is quite racist, historically speaking, and hasn't been terribly interested in evangelizing into places with non-white populations because they don't see them as um, savable or whatever the word would be. Because they're brown-skinned? Yeah, because they're not white. Because the white people are supposed to be the lost tribe of Israel or something like that. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Uh, I, I think that's – I don't know if that's before or after they came from that planet. I can't remember. Um, you know, I think it's Avita. Well, she started, does mean, right? Does that mean Julian is a Mormon? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Julian is a Mormon? <laughs> that's funny. There you I go. Bet he Scotty dressed, says I bet he the, official, the official Mormon theology is black babies are from demon spirits, and that's actually um, true. That's what it is. I bet Julian drives rides around in a white on a bike with a white shirt and black pants on. <laughs> <laughs> He's so clear, though. How could you see him? Well, you can see the white. You can see the white shirt and black pants. That's true. Uh, anyway, I am just very jealous, and the, and the uh, Argentinian president, uh, Argentine president. You know, made a nice statement about the whole gay marriage thing, and she was, you know, supporting it and all that. I'm just like, man, what is wrong with our country? Well, what what is the percentage of acceptance here in the U.S.? What percent of the population um, is for the approval of gay marriage? I don't it's know, over fifty percent now. I think yeah, well, no, yeah, I that's that's for relationship recognition is over fifty percent. Marriage itself, depending on on wh how the question is phrased, generally is still less than half. Because in California for Prop 8, it passed by like 52%. So, I mean, it was, you Very know. Very close, yeah. Close. Yeah. But now, and, you know, California does talk, does represent the whole U.S. Well, It's yes. like U.S. does represent the whole world. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but the question would be is um, if 
if there's if they're fifty two percent of it if they were that close, uh, whenever that was that vote was how many years ago? I don't know. Yeah, like two, two years ago. If it was mm-hmm. held today and with the court case, it's that's it's just about ready to wrap up, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, in August sometime, August eighteenth. Then don't, don't you think it would change back to the the good side the next? Like, well, I'm they, fairly certain that if we if we voted again in California, it would pass now because of the uh, shitstorm that happened because of it, and the fact that most of the Mormons moved back to Utah. But I'm I'm just saying. Mm. No. But now also too with the change in the with that law lawsuit where it says the. Um, uh, DOMA is unconstitutional. Don't, wouldn't that have some effect on it as well? No, that's only for the federal government. It has nothing to do with the states. Well, I just mean in terms but, of people, people's thinking. Well, again, I think we always have to... I think the U.S. is too big if you push too hard, too fast. I think change will come. No questions asked. But I'm also always afraid that if you push too hard here, it could backlash. Do you think we're pushing too hard? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, if things move too fast, sometimes, you know, the backlash. Well, yeah, I, I think the growing, the growing acceptance is, is the backlash because the radical right has been pushing so hard and using so many irrational reasons why they're pushing their, their case that ordinary, sensible Americans are saying, that's just stupid. And they're coming around to our viewpoint. I think that is the reaction. Yeah. In that case, but it's then, a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I have for a me, good I have, friend who lives back in Ohio now, lives near Columbus, and we, we've we been going over the whole Prop 8 thing about how marriage is for procreation, and we're both like, well, then if somebody in the in a married couple is um, barren, then their marriage should be annulled because they can't yeah. procreate. There you and go. Although we, although we have good friends, he and I, we have good friends who are married. They don't have kids. I also say, okay, three years. If you're married for three years and you don't have a kid yet, all right, the marriage is annulled. It's not a real marriage. If they want to push these reasons of why Prop 8 is the way to go, then they should push them all the way even into the heterosexual marriages. I well, that's, agree. That's what, that's what the hate group, the Family Research Council, brought up when the DOMA rulings came out. They said that um, it was clear that the government deliberately sabotaged the case because the Obama administration wants DOMA overturned. And um, Kagan, as, a, as Solicitor General, was showing her true colors and why she should be opposed. And by the way, they should have brought up the fact that uh, marriage is, used for, is uh, there for procreation. And that's just absolutely absurd. Uh, the law does not is not in a position to protect re- private religious belief. It's there to talk about public benefits and public rights and try to balance all of those out. But the law in no case is there to promote um, a religious viewpoint. And that is a purely religious viewpoint that marriage is for procreation. It's, there's no legal evidence, no legal basis for making that claim. Well, and if there was a law that was for the religious basis, that would not stand up anywhere in a court with the Constitution because you, they can't, um, what's the word, promote one religion over another. The, well, that's true, although they would disagree with that. But that's part of the, part of the whole problem. The, the teabaggers and the Republican Party and so on are pushing a view of the Constitution, which is absolute nonsense. And they act, I think, well, the Republicans anyway actually know that. I actually the, I think the teabaggers know it as well. But they're promoting it to, for a wider political agenda that has nothing to do with um, religion. And moving into the teabaggers just slightly here, there was a couple because <laughs> uh, there was a couple things uh, this week with the teabaggers. Um, one that they did not respond um, vocally to the court case about um, DOMA. They, they supposedly they don't want to take a stand on social issues when really we know that they really do. And two that the NAACP came out this week by saying that the uh, that they were denouncing all of those racist teabaggers and how strongly these teabaggers have responded this week by saying, wait a minute, we're not racist, but yet they have all those evidence of all the signs of the people, mm. you know, all that stuff. So um, I don't even know where I, I was agree. going with that. They are not racist. They're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They're stupid racists, I think. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was just saying there's a lot of blending between those two groups. Yeah. But do you think well, they the were... Thing of, 
go ahead. Go ahead. I was Arthur. going to say the thing about the racism is that they argue that um, they have extremes among in their midst as every other um, end of the part of the spectrum does, and that, that's actually there's an element of truth in that. Mm-hmm. But they've done absolutely nothing to discourage the racism or the um, avert the overt threats of violence among their kind. And that's what the issue is. And that's what the NAACP was saying. It wasn't saying that um, you teabaggers, you're all racist pigs. It was saying you must condemn the racism in your midst. And they have so far refused to do that. They just say, what racist? What are you talking about? We don't have any racists. Because they know that that their group is so small that if they alienate 3% of the total teabaggers, they're down to like 18% of the Republicans. So they can't can't lose any, any members of the party. I t- and the, well, and the Republicans are guilty of that, too. Okay. Larkin, I didn't hear you. What would you say? The Republicans are guilty of the same thing, not condemning those on the extreme edge of their party because they need all those votes. Right. And, Sater, what did you say? I said, and the rest of the teabaggers aren't commenting because they're too busy getting teabagged. <laughs> I don't think they want to say anything and, and even the mainstream Republicans don't want to say anything about it either because they're trying to actually distance themselves from the crazy teabaggers I think what well, is the teabaggers overall thing is it just is their overall thing not to pay taxes is that it smaller government and no taxes well, or less, do they less have taxes. other agendas they, they know they have to pay some taxes but less taxes well, well, it's less, taxes less government them. okay well, yeah, but they they want less government, and none of them have ever really said what specifically they would cut. I mean, would they get rid of um, food safety? Would they get rid of uh, medicine um, evaluation? Would they get rid of registering doctors? Would they stop maintaining the federal interstate highway system? What specifically would they cut? And none of them have ever been able to come up, come up with anything. It's just the government's too big, the deficit's too big, it must be cut. So it's an irrational argument, and it's, it's one of those uh, strawman arguments. They're not really – all that worried about the deficit. It's just that that's the thing that they're all hanging their hat on, all the rallying totally. around. Yeah. What they're really interested in is ceding control of the country to the corporates. Exactly. The big corporations will run everything, and that's all they care about. Now, the problem with the teabaggers is that the movement was started by the corporate elites running through their um, grassroots, uh, sorry, their uh, astroturf organizations. Yeah, they say quote unquote grassroots. <laughs> yeah, the astroturf oh. organizations. None of them were real. Now, some of the people who showed up at those town halls and that, some of them really were real. And the corporate elites just found a way to harness that and to make it work for their advantage to, to advance their cause. Because if you get rid of government regulation, who does that protect? It protects the ordinary person. It protects them from exploitation by big business one way or another, whether it's through unsafe products or unsafe food or through um, exploitation of workers or what have you. It protects ordinary people. If you get rid of all that regulation, it benefits only the corporations, and that's what they're all about. But, but see, here's you know, the thing. Let's, let's just say, just for example, just a real quick example. If a teabagger um, says, let's get rid of regulation on, let's say, food safety, and then they go out and buy something from the grocery store and they get sick from it because it wasn't um, you know, uh, examined or whatever, then they'd be screaming at the government that the government wasn't doing yep. enough to keep them safe. Absolutely. Well, it's, don't, it's don't, they see, don't, they, don't they see that circle? No, because they're not they, arguing from a rational position. They don't because I work with this crazy lady who is a diehard Republican. She's 70. She's still got to work right now because she can't make it. And I, I brought all these things up to her. What about you know all these different things? And her thing was, blah, 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 blah. The only thing they want to cut is welfare or anything that helps people. You know, any kind of program if it gives somebody that something that they don't get. Yeah, it, it, you know, that's kind of what, you know, and so that's what I brought up. So you want to cut any programs that help people and screw the poor and, you know, you, as long as you benefit from it and no one else, you're okay with that. Well, if you listen to but these she, people, what most, what most of them are talking about is that the rhetoric that comes from the white, the, the white, the right, <laughs> and the Republican Party. Racist. They yeah. are. Well, you got it, it right. It's, they all, are. it's all about somebody getting something, um, getting an unfair advantage over you. Exactly. Now, you've got to stop those evil, in, illegal immigrants because they're getting something that you're not getting. You've got to stop those welfare people because they're getting something you're not getting. It's all about creating this class of other. And we've seen this before in history. We've seen what happens when uh, a right-wing movement gets to uh, demonize the other and what happens ultimately to those people. And it's, it's something that is unpopular to talk about nowadays, 
But I think it's something that we've got to keep pushing again and again and again. That the, there's an inevitable conclusion to this sort of uh, line of attack. And we don't want to go there. So where's Most the rational- media? Where's the media in finally, no. you know what I- they're covering uh, Bristol Pale and uh, Bristol and Levi Pale and getting married, <laughs> or Lindsay Lohan or whatever. You know, I mean, because that's that's what's lacking in our country now is there is the amount of media that's actually covering this is so small that you know. Oh, I think they're covering the teabagger stuff, but they're not covering it. The, like they're not being honest and just flat out saying these people are crazy. This is what they want, and they're racist. Period. Is that because almost all the news industry within the U.S. is owned by five companies. So no, they I think are. it's because the news agencies uh, are based in fear. And as long as they can spread fear and dissension, people will keep watching to find out what the latest terror threat is. I think that's where it all comes from. So we're going to talk about the teabaggers because they're against Obama. And if they're against Obama, well, we might have a civil war. So, you know, I think I, that's you know where what? it all comes I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I don't think all media outlets are that way. I think Fox News is that way. They live on fear. I would agree. Well, yeah. But, yeah, and then Fox News and all, all of the right-wing media machine um, promotes fear and hatred as well. Yes. It's not just fear. World but, Daily, World Net Daily, whatever that Yeah, was. all of those things. But I, I think it's actually simpler than that. I actually don't think that the problem with the media is that there's a grand conspiracy because they're owned by corporate interests or that they're pushing political agenda. I just think it's that there's nobody there to do the job anymore. All of the media conglomerates have cut staff dramatically. Most newsrooms are woefully understaffed now. They don't have reporters to go out and cover stories, let alone do any research and certainly not any investigative reporting anymore. They're just not there. And if you don't have the journalists to do the work, then the stories aren't going to get reported. And instead, you're going to get fluff pieces about a kitty stuck up a tree or Lindsay Lohan or whatever. And the accuracy of the reporting goes down as well. Absolutely, because there's nobody there to check um, anything, which is one of the reasons why the various websites that have popped up to fact check politicians and even news stories have become so important because nobody else is doing it. St. Petersburg Times is one of the the best in the country in the business. And there was this thing on Joe My God today about – the uh, teabaggers who were saying that what what the NAACP was claiming was, you know, like a lie. And then they posted a video showing actually what mm. they, you know, to prove that, yes, you are racist. Here's the signs that you did. And then here's the editing you did on your website to change it. Yeah. That was the funniest one because it was so obvious. I could do a better job of Photoshopping than, than they could. And they did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, the, the thing about the DOMA and the teabaggers that you were mentioning, the reason why some of them haven't said a word isn't because they are just, you know, trying to be quiet about it. It's because they really are in favor of the ruling. Because the ruling at its core was a state's rights ruling. That states have the right to determine their own marriage policy. It's not a federal concern. It's not a federal matter. And the federal government shouldn't have anything to do with it. That is a core um, Ron Paul libertarian principle which some of the original teabaggers were. They're not anymore, but that's how they started out. And so you know, the fact I, that you don't, you don't see these leaders saying anything about DOMA isn't because they secretly do want it. It's because they don't want it, but they, can't, they feel they can't say that. Right. And if they turn into a state's issue, then it goes well with their whole philosophy of states' rights. That's a really yeah. good point. I hadn't looked at it that way. That's a really good point. But here's the thing. Eventually, uh, let's say that it does go back to the states, and, and obviously the states are all making their own decisions. But eventually, that will become a lawsuit that will go to the Supreme Court, and it will be um, become a federal law, right? Well, it it could do. It, not a federal law. What it could end up being is something like Loving v. Virginia, where um, states would be compelled under the Fourteenth Amendment to recognize same-sex marriages performed in other states, which then, de- in essence, makes it legal in all fifty states. But I don't know if that kind of case would be successful at the moment, um, even without DOMA. Well, that's why I stuck and, the word eventually in there, because I do think it will yeah. take a while. I mean, look, look at sodomy, for instance. And no, not literally. Yes, but <laughs> let's look at sodomy for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, legal, the legal history of it. In 1986, the Supreme Court ruled in Bowers versus Hardwick that um, – Gay people had no constitutionally protected right to privacy and that sodomy laws were perfectly fine. There's no problem with it. But uh, roughly 20 years later in Lawrence versus Texas, they ruled the exact opposite that, in fact, gay people do have a right to privacy and all sodomy laws were uh, therefore unconstitutional. So 
just because something may go against us the first time around doesn't mean that in a generation that won't turn around and uh, rule in favor of us, providing that the corporations don't get to install their lackeys on the court. Which they will be in the next couple elections. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, now, back to the Bristol and Levi getting married thing. Um, (laughs) Only because this kind of of goes in with the Tea Party stuff. Now, my question here is, is this a real legitimate engagement, or is Sarah Palin paying Levi to join the family so that when she runs for president in 2012, she will have an intact, legitimate family? Oh, I can't support either one of those ideas. So you think it's a shotgun marriage? I do. I actually do. You don't think they could find somebody better? I'm sure they could find somebody better. But he's the daddy. He's the baby daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to say, it breaks my heart. I'm a huge hockey fan, and he's kind of dirty hot. (laughs) Dirty hot? (laughs) Dirty hot. He's dirty hot. I mean, you don't want to admit that he kind of gives you a wood, but... Oh, he does. I would totally do him. And then I'd play a round of hockey with him afterwards. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was I'd sig- get it right into his five hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Pride 48 should all get together and everybody send in a couple dollars so we can get them a wedding present. Well, <laughs> according to his, when he was on uh, Kathy Griffin, he knows he's got a, a gay following. I mean, he's aware of that. Mm. Yeah, I'll get him a flesh jack because God knows he's not going to get any from her anymore. <laughs> you never know. No, but um, the the view, the ladies on the view, at least uh, I think it was Joy Behar was pretty much alluding to the fact that she thinks it's a sham just so that she can run for president in 2012. Nobody, I just think yeah. they can find somebody more credible than him. Although he is a baby daddy, I get that. But at the same time, uh-huh. he's made a mockery out of their family at this point. And he has done things that they cannot abide by, by their good Christian values. Is she even a viable candidate for the Republican Party, really? No. Of course she is. Well, Uh, she is, but I don't think she'll ever, I don't think she has a chance. But for the whole Republican, I don't know. I mean. That's what I'm saying. I think the mainstream, the the really elite Republicans, whatever, just laugh at her. I, I don't think she's got a chance with them. Um, they would have said the same thing about George W. Bush in, say, um, 1988 or oh, that's somewhere true. in there. The thing is, George W. Bush wasn't the Republican nominee because um, the Republicans adored him and people wanted him. It, he was the Republican nominee because the Republican establishment wanted him so that they could have a figurehead to be out in front and they could have Dick Cheney run the show because nobody would have voted for Dick Cheney, the Dark Lord well, himself. Well, that is the <laughs> truth. So who... So who's going to be the puppet master behind her? Could be Newt Gingrich. Oh, that, God. that would be my first bet. Oh, that's I, I just don't know how close he is with the Republican establishment. I mean, we just talked, Jason and I just talked about this on Too Political. I don't know if he is connected enough to become the de facto president. Well, or and how, if, could he, how could he stand up to the uh, whole um, family, uh, family people because he's been married four times? He wouldn't need to because he wouldn't be the official nominee. He'd just be sort of in the background because Dick Cheney ha- has a, a lesbian daughter. Quizzling of a daughter, but still a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> but I Would Palin it, be able to raise that kind of money? Sorry? Would Palin be able to raise that kind of money? Yes. Yep. I think she would, Yes, too. she would. Her ardent support of teabaggers means that they would just fall, fall all over themselves to give her money. And uh, she's the darling of the christianist right so i mean she's got all those things going for and um her one of her advantages in would in the thing is that she would be able to paint opposition to her as sexism and she would be uh calling out liberals and democrats as saying see they're sexist and uh, the media would probably repeat that and she would get a lot of mileage out of that Partly because liberals will feel guilty at the drop of a hat. You just tell us what to feel guilty about, and we'll feel guilty. <laughs> but do you think the core Republicans would really nominate her for the national ticket? It would depend on who the vice presidential nominee was ultimately. But, I mean, it's not their choice. That's the thing. The Republican Party doesn't choose their presidential nominee the same way the Democrats do. The Democrats choose their nominee primarily through primaries and elections. The people who are, who are affiliated with the party theoretically – vote in these primaries and they select their candidate. Most of the Republican delegates come from very closed systems that the party bosses control. 
So ultimately, the person who becomes the Republican nominee isn't who the rank-and-file Republicans want. It's who the Republican bosses want. Oh. And so that and very quite possibly frankly, could be Palin. Quite frankly, yes, it could because all they want is to get control. Getting her in would give them control and then – puppet-wise, they could do whatever they wanted because she would be a good choice because she does have a lot of followers that would vote, I'm using air quotes here, vote her into office. Hmm. Well, it would be everybody behind her telling her what to say and do because she doesn't have a mind of her own to come up with this stuff by herself. But I don't think because she's a woman and that, not that that has anything really to do with it, but you know, I, I don't... I don't know if you look at the Republican Party as a whole and they're so male, white, old, male dominated. And I don't know. She's not intelligent enough to control what she says because she says, I mean, I understand Bush wasn't was the same way, but he was a man. Well, that, that's actually true that they're willing to overlook a lot. But the thing is that um, there are – there's a, an energized core of Republican women who think that uh, Sarah is, is their savior. And there are – there's a significant number of right-wingers who may or may not identify themselves as Republican. They may, they may call themselves independent or whatever who would just love to have a female nominee because then they could stick it to the Democrats. See, we had a woman before you did kind yeah, of thing. And I they would the think that, that would blunt the Democrats having an African-American as their nominee. Well, but we had an African-American woman. Um, didn't Shirley Chisholm run for... Um, she ran, but she wasn't the nominee. Oh, that's that's nominee. what I'm getting at. Okay, okay. Yeah. The, the Democrats were the first party to nominate a woman uh, on the ticket when Geraldine Ferraro was nominated for vice president when Mondale ran. Right, in 84, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So well, let's like move on new. to something else. How about that? Something um, more uplifting? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Only because I don't know anything about this topic, and I have a feeling that Arthur does, or at least one of you might. Today, the Senate passed the financial overhaul bill. What does that mean for me? Does anybody know? Probably, probably nothing. <laughs> really? The bill is like most of the other things that have actually gotten through Congress. The Democrats have tried to work with the Republicans on this so-called bipartisan thing. And what ends up happening is that the Republicans attach all sorts of amendments the Democrats don't want, but they go along with it because they think they'll get Republican votes. And then at the end of the day, the, Dem the Republicans all vote against it anyway. So what was passed is no doubt – I haven't read the specifics, but it's no doubt far weaker than what was originally proposed okay. and probably won't go far enough. So Can I just say how ashamed I am that the guy over in New Zealand knows more about this than I do, and I live in America. <laughs> that is beautiful. Well, but Arthur was first well, an American before he was an, a New Zealander. And true. Still and American. He, That's right. And he's still he's, American. <laughs> and he's a day ahead of us. Remember, he's in the future. Oh, okay. <laughs> he lives in the future. That's right. That's why he knows more than we do. <laughs> We right. haven't even, our primetime news hasn't just started 15 minutes ago here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, is the Daily Show on? Oh, okay. <laughs> so Big Brother's on, too. Oh, my God, Big Brother's on? Shit. Yep. Oh, good. My if DVR's you East Coast people it. talk about it, I will break your fingers. It's on yeah, right now. We're not watching it. <laughs> I'm a little behind. I mean, I, I'm, I caught up on Wednesday's show, but I can't always see them the same night, so I don't like spoilers myself either. So then you're caught up to up to today's show. Yes. Well, me too. I think everyone is then. No, mm. I don't watch it. You don't watch this The Big Brother? Some tried it. I don't watch The Big Brother, and I know I should because I like Reagan Fox. I like Fox in the City a lot, even though he hasn't put anything out in months now. And now I see why. Because he's been busy. <laughs> he's been busy. And he never even talked about it on his little podcast, but that's beside the point too. But you know, I know I... I should watch it, but being an actor, I'm just always so busy with rehearsals and whatnot. I got a show opening up tonight, so I, I just never get to see anything. Is, well, good the amount you. of airtime Reagan gets is so small. Even That's on true. like Wednesday show, it's just yep. like they cut to him and cut away. I he noticed had, like, that one too. Line. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. He only had like one one scene or whatever. But I've never watched the show before. This is my first time. Um, I'm not really a big reality show person. But I have to say, I probably won't stick with it because three times a week is a, is a bit of a commitment to me for a television show. It is. But the only reason I'm able to watch it during the summertime is because I'm off and I can I right. have plenty of time to kill. Sure. So I can, 
I can waste my time doing that. <laughs> I always feel guilty watching too much television in the summer. I feel like I should be out on the playground or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, see, I don't have that issue. I have no problem. I laid on the couch all day today. I dropped the boyfriend off at the airport, and then I laid on the couch and watched um, the Housewives of uh, New Jersey, not New Jersey, New York. Oh. Have you finished oh. Mad About You already? I finished the first season, yes, but I haven't, I haven't committed to the second season yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have plenty of time this summer. Anyway, so um, today Apple released an update to the uh, iPhone software and the iPad software, by the way. Um, they did, did? Yes, they did. Excuse me while I go download something. For the iPad, it's 3.2.1, and for the iPhone, it's 4.1. But um, since I don't have an iPhone, I have no idea if it fixed anything. Um, does anybody have the updated software? Or do any of you even have the iPhone 4s? I don't have an iPhone anything. No. So Apple, Apple's using their people to beta test their software and then you ever notice that whenever Apple puts out a product within about a month after the release they do an update where they fix all the bugs? Yes. actually, yeah, Microsoft does that too though. Peter Licious in the no, chat not, is Not correct. really because Microsoft beta tests their stuff a lot beforehand. So yeah, it's, it's just that, that as soon as it goes, out, it goes live they find out all the things that they missed. And so there's a, um, an update within a week, and then another one the next week, and then there's a major service pack within a week after that, and then another service pack within a month oh, after I've that. Never, I've never noticed that with Microsoft. Oh, well, every time really? I log you into haven't? Windows, it's updating uh-huh. every single time. Well, no, well, they do that, but all, all operating systems do that because they're all so incredibly well, complex that bugs are continually found in all well, software. I wouldn't mind so much if all of the security if all of the updates from Microsoft weren't labeled critical security update. <laughs> <laughs> but Microsoft tells you what they are, Apple doesn't. Yeah, it does. All you have to do is no, do more no. information. Apple, shows Apple rarely tells you really what they're fixing because they don't want you to know. Well, when I've gotten the, the software updates, I always click on the more information and it says this patch is a vulnerability that could do this, that, or the other thing, or um, this creates a conflict with this, other, fixes a, a conflict with another thing, creates a conflict too, I suppose. Yeah, I was going to um, say, because if you just click on that little arrow, it opens up and tells you what. Yeah, it tells you all the details about what it does. Because there have been times a- I've declined it. Yeah, me too. Especially the, um, uh, what are those updates that. Screwed up. I forget what it is. It must be the security updates. I don't know, but the same thing with the boyfriend's computer. When I turn on his computer, it, I get like three or four little things pop up saying, here's an update for this. Here's an update for this. Here's an up, you know, yeah. Click here to download. I'm like, can't you turn that off? There's got to be a way to turn that off, right? What, software updates? or Yeah, what? yeah it's live updates or whatever software they call it. Software updates have nothing to do with operating system. They're two different. Oh, no, no. These are software you're running on. This is operating no. system updates. Microsoft does every every well they do their big ones um, the fir- third Tuesday of every month. But I'm saying, and if other the boyfriend, than that, they just do. If the boyfriend never clicks on update, then the damn thing's going to keep coming up. Oh well, yeah, that's you want to update, but you want to do the update. He doesn't know what uh, he's not. I shouldn't say this because he's not smart enough to know to click on it to do it. <laughs> well, you should set it I mean, up. He's not trained well enough. There, that's a better way to say it. He's not trained. <laughs> Then you just set it up to automatically do the update, and when it will download, and when he reboots, it will automatically install. Well, Hunkub is uh, typing away crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We could be, I don't know. A computer is a computer. It's a tool to get a job done. And honestly, the difference between Apple and Microsoft and all these things is diminishing and it's you know what I mean. It's well, you know. Well, I I still find the Macintosh far easier to use than any Windows-based machine. But there there's trade-offs. There's costs involved, and, and oh, both companies have, both yeah. companies are flawed um, for in similar ways in many cases. Well, I'm I'm just very beginning to think that Apple might be getting too big because every little thing that Apple does now is on the news, and that was not the case before. Now but they're, they're pushing better. that. Too. That's because they're, they're making mistakes. They well, but I don't know. They're I, making lots of mistakes. 
I wish they'd slowed and, down just a little bit. It's not just the products. I mean, the iPhone 4 and the, and the software update and all that stuff is, is one thing. But then there are things like their iTunes policies and their censoring stuff that's offered through the App Store, the iBook Store. And they and then, deleted the thread of um, questions and answers on the forums about the yeah, iPhone. Yeah, stuff so. like that. I mean, that's just stupid, stupid stuff. And they really ought to know better. But Daniel has often pointed out about how there are there is a core of people for whom Apple can do no wrong even when it's clearly wrong and I'm not one of those people. I'm I'm certainly willing to call out Apple or Steve Jobs when they do something stupid like See, censoring. I'm one of those people. I say go ahead and do it. <laughs> and I say uh, the iPhone 4 is great. Just get a bumper for it. You'll be fine. <laughs> for $30. <laughs> See, they're going to announce tomorrow that it's going to come with a bumper from now on. I think and they'll up the price by 30 bucks. I think that's what they're going to announce. <laughs> to compensate. Because that bumper was specially designed, so it's artistically pleasing. and <laughs> Exactly. It goes with the phone. <laughs> While we're talking about iPhones, may I take a little side trip? Sure. Some of you that I'm playing words with friends are not human. <laughs> I aren't, think you're not aliens. You're not human. You're aliens human. who come up with these words. Oh. <laughs> they, they, they cheat. You know that. Bye, Scotty. Online dictionaries. <laughs> they go, I don't think, they, I don't think There's got to be an online... I bet half the people who play use the online Scrabble dictionary where they put the letters in, say, what can I do with these? And What's wrong with that? I did that I once. that one. I've done that. I did that once and it was absolutely of no use whatsoever. So what I do is I just plug in every letter I've got until I find something that works. That's what I do as well sometimes. If I've got lots of I's and A's, for instance, and I cannot figure out any words out of that, I'll just try everything until I find something that that, uh, that's taken. But you know, you have to know something about how language works in order to do that successfully because you can't. If you're going to make up a word, it's got to be grammatically plausible or something. And may I also? Add a message to words with friends, people. Zoot is a word, and I should be allowed to use it. Yes, like zoot suit. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, and I don't get why some foreign words are accepted and others aren't. Yeah, it's like what dictionary are they using? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this: they're using the Oxford English American Dictionary, so you can't use foreign words. (laughs) I will tell you this: that when when the boyfriend is playing all the games for me. He is not using any of those websites. He literally sits there and stares at the screen, plays with letters, does the recall thing, and until he gets the word he wants. He is That's so freaking smart. That's what I do as sick. well. I do that a little bit, but I'm more of a I, – I like to play either multiple games or games relatively quickly. So if I'm losing, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I'd rather – I don't yeah. want to sit there and, and concentrate <laughs> too much on waiting to come for a word to come to me. Yeah. So – if I, I got to add an S to something or whatever, then to just to move it along, then that's what I'm going to do. That's why I have no problem putting up little two-letter words <laughs> just, yeah. to, just to get it yeah. moving. And then I will add, if anyone wants to play with me, I'm Sater69 on Word Oddly enough. Oddly I know. Enough. <laughs> I'm crazy that way. But has anybody else found people that, like, they play and then they don't make a move for eight or nine days? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have that. Actually, got, Daniel Brewer is one of them. <laughs> I was just going to say that because he made yeah, a move today for the first time in like two weeks. <laughs> uh, it does sometimes take me a couple days, but I think that's usually more because of time zones than anything right, else. Right, right. And that's understandable. Like I'm, in the, you know, I'm, I'm only in Wi-Fi, so I can only play when I'm – because it's on my touch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, mine's on my touch as well. I only play at home. But I was thinking about that. And I thought, you know – if you spend an average of five minutes a game and you're playing 12 games, that's an hour of your day taking out, taken out just playing those games. Yeah. I thought, bloody hell, that adds up in a hurry. But see, that's why I like the uh, trivia game Q-Rank, because that's my bathroom game, because it takes like five minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what you're doing when you're playing. That's you're my bathroom game. <laughs> I think that might that? be the title of this episode. That's my bathroom game. <laughs> <laughs> But Q-Rank, five minutes, I'm on the shitter, it's all good, then I move on with my day. Are you a home pooper? Uh, <laughs> I, I usually am, but then again, I work a graveyard shift, so when I poop at work, ain't nobody else around. Well, let me get back well, to this game. What's the name of this game again? Q-what? Q-Rank, Q-R-A-N-K. It's a daily trivia game, so you just play it once a day. I think it's on the Facebook, too, if you do that silly Facebook thing. No. But uh, then you can add in your friends and play against your friends. 
and there's several uh, folks on my Twitter sphere who play it. Miss Nessa plays it. Yeah, I keep and, seeing these uh, st- status updates or whatever. That's not what they're called. What do you call them? T- with tweets, I suppose. I was going to say. Where I people s- say, oh, I just got such and such on Crank. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell is that? Yeah. I've seen all those too. I was going to say. It's almost as annoying as um, Twitterscope. Oh, <laughs> God. Twitterscope. I, don't, I don't like that one either. The people who no faded. longer tweet, that's the only thing that gets tweeted on their accounts is their Twitterscope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that crap. Yeah. It's like Farmville and Facebook. Oh, I can't oh, stand Farmville. Oh, me neither. Yeah, I banned all of them. Oh. I've never tried to play, and I have no desire to. No. But now, back to the words with friends. Here's what happens with me. I let the boyfriend play. Like I, he's been playing the games for the last four days or Cheater. so. And then, like, now he's gone away now for the next two weeks. He's, he's already sent me an email saying, are you winning the games on Words with Friends? I'm like, oh, I haven't. First of all, so I haven't cute. even touched it today. And second of all, no, I cannot win these games. I don't think I'm playing you right now. So please start up a game. That way I can beat you. Okay. <laughs> so you can beat me. Well, some of the games I win, but there's a lot of them that I do not win. Like, I think Phoenix Dave is the one who c- consistently beats the shit out of me. Like, I have 11 games right now that I need to make moves on. I'll tell you who's good with consistently playing is Big Fatty. Yeah, he is. I don't know Once you start a game with him, he keeps going until it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Brewer resigned. <laughs> he couldn't beat me, so he resigned. <laughs> I love it when people resign. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Somebody I keep losing to. Who is it? I don't know. Speaking of Facebook, there is a movie that has been made on the history of um, – oh, it says I beat NorCal, dude. Yay. Um, the the creation of Facebook, the guy who created Facebook, there's a movie about him. Did anybody see that trailer that came out today? Nope. Hmm. No. Is Please it let it star Keanu Reeves. That way I have two reasons not to see it. Oh, Daniel Brewer resigned on mine too. Um, it is not Keanu Reeves. I don't think so. It's, it's the the guy who played in Zombieland, not Woody Harrelson, the the younger curly head guy. The uh, not Michael Sarah guy. Yes, exactly. The guy, the guy who <laughs> looks like Michael Sarah and acts like Michael Sarah, but is not Michael Sarah. Yeah. I don't know who Michael Sarah is. He looks just like the guy from Zombieland. So he's the one from Superbad and oh, uh, that guy. No, 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 that's not him. He's he's like. Doesn't have curly hair. This guy has Isn't curly it Jesse, hair. Jesse Ehrenberg or Jesse something or other. Is, is that you're talking about? I don't know his name. That's what I'm saying. I, don't I think know. that's what, it's Jesse Eisenberg. I think that's what it is. Oh, I have no idea. Anyway, I think he's cute. He's like geeky cute, like nerdy cute. Anyway. That's a good thing. Well, that is a very good thing. Yes. Okay. Nerdy, nerdy cute is good. <laughs> Now, where did I see that? Did I see it on Joe My God today? I don't remember where I saw that. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, the oil spill. So the oil spill stopped. Did you guys see that? Yeah. I'm hoping it keeps... The, the plug worked? Yes, so the far. plug worked. Did Big Fatty go down and do some puppet theater? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Okay. I won't. I won't believe it till I actually we pass a year and it it hasn't gushed oil. Yeah, it's too soon to call. Well, until they can start pumping that oil into you know usable barrels or whatever. How about we not pump oil there anymore? There's a good one too. Well, I agree with that. That won't happen in the U.S. as long as you still you only want to pay three dollars a gallon for gas or less. Oh my God! I totally I didn't can't. see this message. I'm sorry, but um, Hunt Cub has to go. Did you just send that to me, Hunt Cub? Um, no, yeah, that was a couple minutes ago. So big deal. I'm sorry. Do you, yeah, well, no, I was going to let you go if you need to go. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, I knew I'd have to cut it short somewhat today, but I that's really okay. appreciate you having me on. Thank you for joining us, and you can join us again next week if you want to. That would be wonderful. Okay. Well, have a great evening. You guys evening. have a good evening. Good talking to y'all. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Right, take it easy. Bye. Okay. Now, do I have to hang up on him? <laughs> nope. There he goes. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I've exhausted my topics. Do you guys have any topics? Um, 
did you guys all hear Eat This Hot Show's latest episode? Nope. Eat This Hot Show has a new episode out? Yes. Who who who's on it? The the, the you know, Auntie Vera, Madge and Wanda. Wow. What's it about? This last one they spent a little bit of time talking about various things. Um Madge's new job. You'll have to listen to find out what that is. It's not shooting porn? Yeah. I, you just blew it, so now people don't want to go. Well, maybe well, now they will want to go listen. If anybody listens to her, she, she's been doing porn for a while now. Oh, I don't listen to her show, so. Oh, I do. Uh, uh, um, no. And they talked about capitalism for a bit. That was pretty good. Oh. I'm going to have to listen to it, because I had um, deleted the feed because they stopped podcasting, but now I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I kind of learned not to delete feeds because they just—they don't really bother you. <laughs> they just sit up there, right? Yeah, but see, I'm yeah. more about the OCD and things. things have to look good to me. And if that's just sitting there, like for example, I still have Stars and Tartan on here. And Ness, I'm going to have to delete your old feed now that I have your new one. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, she's thirteener. She could have just moved it over, right, and picked up all those people who are still subscribed. Yeah, but you know what? That's true, but I just... Um, it was better for me to Some, delete the feed. <clears throat> Sometimes it's... Oh, I understand for you totally. She had a different, you know... Yeah. Nessa's not different. bitter at all. Trust me. Nessa she says, do it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> That's funny. I can't wait to listen to her new show. Well, I guess if we don't have any other topics, I guess we should end. What do you think? Unless Arthur it's your show. <laughs> I was going to say, unless Arthur has any pressing issues that he'd like to discuss. Uh, nope. Keep in mind, I'm the cherry boy here, so I'm just going along with the flow. Well, do you have any topics that you'd like to discuss? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Uh, no, I think we. You, all your topics today were great. Okay. My only, my only topic is... Is um, I'm tired of seeing stories about high-priced sports stars getting more money when our nation's policemen, firemen, and teachers are getting laid off, and yet one man makes more money in one year than me and my entire circle of friends will see in our lives. That's just me. That is a topic for another show, though. I'll be glad yeah. to be on that one. But Everybody will agree with you, and it won't go anywhere. I was just going to say, I don't know how, how much we can discuss there, because everyone will agree. But I, I will say that you're looking at two different things there, private industry and public um, money. It's well, I, I saw in the Chicago Tribune today that there were a, quote, surprising number of teachers in the Chicago area earning over $100,000 a year. What? That's apparently sparked a, a debate about how much teachers should be paid, how much they're worth. And I thought, I cannot believe they're having that discussion. I can't believe that either. I would be lucky if I ever... Well, I, I will never make $100,000 as a teacher. Never. I didn't read the article. I presume there are people who have you know, an advanced degree and probably... Have been there for 30 years. Yeah. Or maybe they're like uh, deputy principals and stuff as well. I don't know. Because the teaser didn't specify any of that stuff. Yeah. Because they never do. They just want the shocks. Yeah. Hmm. They just want everybody to think teachers make 100000 a year. Oh, I wish. Jeez, I wish. But no. All right. Well, I do think we will end this. So I want to give you each a couple of seconds to plug something that you'd like to plug. And I'm going to start with Arthur from the Amarin's podcast and Too Political. <laughs> you can get to both my podcasts and my blog and my YouTube videos all at amerins.com, A-M-E-R-I-N-Z.com. Excellent. Larkin, are you plugging anything tonight? I can't think of anything right now. All right. Sater69, are you plugging anything tonight? Well, if I'm lucky, I'll meet a Marine, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sater, I would um, highly encourage you to start a podcast because you definitely have a podcasting voice. Listening to your audio booze, you definitely have a, a podcasting voice. Well, you have to be able to talk first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh-oh, he's <laughs> as soon as I say that, his Skype thing gets screwed up. I got Skypey. <laughs> 
Are you back? Nope, it's messing up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's too bad. As soon as I say that, that's terrible. <laughs> You're a curse, you are. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Well, I want to thank you all very much for being on this episode of Honey, My Honey Wears Plaid. And um, hopefully you'll come back and join us again soon. So um, why don't you say it with me? Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.